Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that in that particular moment, you know, it's funny. So I had I've had at least two people that I can remember that have asked me, "Are you?" And and I think this is a common question that people ask other moms, "Are you loving being a mom?" And and then for like. I feel like it's a very it's a very awkward question and I feel like maybe more so awkward for me maybe than like other moms because here like we've wanted to be parents but we didn't know if we were going to be parents and so we finally are and it's very exciting and you know this whirlwind story and we have these two boys and and of course like I'm supposed to say yes right like yes I love being a mom it's like you know what I've been wanting to be forever or you know whatever but I think in this per this particular person I was talking to, I think it was like, uh, yeah, but it's hard, you know, like, I'm like, how am I supposed to respond to that question? And then my thought with that too was kind of like, you know, nobody asks you like, oh, are you loving being a wife, you know, or are you loving being something else? Like, why is it just as a mom? And why does it have to be like, are you loving it? Like, yes, there's parts of it that I love, but there's also a lot of hard stuff that I don't, that's very challenging. And so I don't, you know, how do I combine those two answers into the answer that you're expecting to hear from me? Hi, this is Taylor Kirby, and this is my show, Talk About It. It's a show where we bring people together to have difficult conversations about things we don't like to talk about. This isn't a debate. There's no winners or losers. And our hope is that as we sit here and have real, meaningful, vulnerable conversations, we can come a little closer in recognizing that none of us have any of it figured out. So let's talk about it. Um, well, this is, why don't we, why don't we jump in? You know, let's see what happens. Um, on this on this episode of Talk About It, we have longtime favorite Rose Fallon and my lovely wife Jaden Hicks here to talk about parenting and all of the things that no one tells you about being a parent. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, Miss Fallon just became—I guess not just, but a couple of months ago—became the mother of two twin boys mm -hmm. through yes. adoption. Went from being a mother to zero boys to being a mother to two boys within the span of like a week, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's nuts. Um, we, my wife and I also have two children. Uh, we had some time to prepare for two children and could warm up going from one child to two children. So um, as much as we complain or, um, you know, try to draw pity from the audience as as we talk about the toil of raising two children, we really don't have legs to stand on, I guess is the point I'm making. That could be a whole nother podcast in itself. <laughs> I, we should have the adoption episode podcast. Well, or just even having two at the same time versus two spread out. I was going to say, have a twins episode and you can have my mom on. That Ooh. would actually be cool. Ooh, and then we could is... like compare or kind of like mm -hmm. talk about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mom is a twin mom, and 
she anytime she sees a twin mom she asks about you all the time she doesn't know you she just knows that you have twin boys she does all the time yeah and she um if she ever sees a twin mom just like out and about she like runs up to her and just grabs her and is like are you okay (laughs) yeah i mean i'm finding out it's a pretty um I mean, it's not exclusive, but it's kind of an exclusive club. Like, we kind of have yeah. a thing, so. It is. Well, and like, like no, I mean, Jade and I have two kids, but it's not the same experience <laughs> at all. I mean, I, I at least, like, I, I imagine it's not. No, it's not. I don't know, you know. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we, um, uh, this might be a good way to format it. Let's go around and let's just talk about what we thought being a parent would be like. Maybe if we start with like what our expectations for um, parenthood were going to be. And then we can use that as a segue for um, the reality of what parenthood has been thus far for us. All the disappointments. <laughs> or, you know, the the joys that we never imagined. And, um, and yeah, and through the magic of editing, I'll make us seem really smart. Love it. Love it. Or I'll just upload this whole thing. So uh, why don't we why don't we start with you, Jaden, and then we'll, we'll go to Fallon. Yeah, don't panic. No one can do anything wrong. Tell us just tell us what you imagined being a mom in your case was going to be like. Okay, so um, I never had like an actual job in high school, um, or like pretty much before I was in college. Um, I didn't have a real deal job because I always babysat um, and I was really busy babysitting. I was babysitting like weeknights. I was babysitting every weekend, basically. Um, and I was a very good babysitter. I was very in like high demand <laughs> in our church group. Um, and I just had, I, I mean, I had very unrealistic expectations that I was just going to be like the coolest mom ever that I was going to be like super patient and super loving. Cause I was so good with kids and like everybody's kids in at, at church loved me. And, um, and like, I genuinely loved kids too. Like I loved, like I loved baby. Don't <laughs> Taylor's laughing at me. Um, it's just all in past tense. Like, I know. I used to love children. <laughs> I don't I don't not love children. It's just different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> um because because before like I was the type of person that would just like walk up to people and be like, "Let me take your baby." And like I just I would just like crave little kids and I was really good with little kids. And like I'm still good with kids. Um but I found that once I had my own children, my tolerance slash enjoyment of other people's children just like plummeted. <laughs> it's like I'm already expending all of myself into like loving and 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 nurturing and just like not killing my child. I don't have anything left for your kids. Like that's your job. I can't handle that. Um so I I don't know. I just I had I guess I just had this vision of myself being um, this like super patient, super fun, super like creative and involved mom who like had energy for things and, um, 
and I and I also expected that I would have like graduated college when I became a mom that I'd have a career and that like I'd be like you know financially secure and so I'd be in a position to be all those things that one's on me guys (laughs) way to to ruin those plans yeah, if we're going to toss blame around for anyone, that would, <laughs> that would fall squarely on my shoulders. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel stupid saying all this because it's like, of course, I'm not going to be, you know, this, like, perfect mom. But I, I mean, I feel like my whole adult journey is realizing that, like, my entire life was set up with unrealistic expectations for everything. That, like, everything was going to be perfect if I worked hard and, like, planned for things. That, like, I could make everything work out the way it was supposed to and, like, in the best possible way if I just really, like, you know, got at it. Um, So, yeah. But, I mean, it extends to parenthood for me, too. So, that's... It's me. It's funny how true that rings for me because I was a babysitter slash nanny as well and loved kids and kids would just almost even naturally gravitate towards me. Like even if I didn't know them or had never met them before, um, I was the oldest on one side of my family. So I had like younger siblings and younger cousins. So I always wanted to like feed babies and play with babies. I very distinctly have a moment within like the past three months maybe four it was one right around when we first got the twins where I vividly remember talking to my best friend and being like everything that I did with nannying and babysitting I might as well have not done any of it at all <laughs> like none of it mattered like and so it's great but, so <laughs> but in that moment you know and maybe it's because you're younger I mean I don't know you just you don't know what it's going to be like and nothing can prepare you no matter how much nannying or baby experience you have and maybe it's because it's your own or because they can't go home but it's crazy how I was like I might as well have not known anything about kids and I feel like I would have been in the same exact position. Probably not entirely true, but there's just, I had kind of come to the conclusion that in nannying and babysitting, the parents set everything up for you as the nanny and babysitter. So all you had to do was follow like their routines or their schedule, which, you know, isn't that bad to do. Now we're the ones establishing that. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. It's funny too, because I remember like one of my first memories of like being a mom, um, was I had just had, um, Olivia, who's our oldest and, um, she's met Olivia. How weird is that? She's met (laughs) Olivia before she's met you. You met my dad. Yeah. yeah, She's met your dad like twice. (laughs) It's actually Um, like really weird. (laughs) It's fine. Um, but no, so I, um, I had just had, I had just had Olivia and they moved me from my, from the labor and delivery room into the recovery room. And I had, I had labored with Olivia for like 26 hours and I delivered her at 1045 at night. So like Taylor was passed out. It was, we were super exhausted. And I remember like the nurses were all around kind of buzzing around and I'm just like holding her and kind of in shell shock. And then they walk out and I'm just sitting there in the hospital room by myself and it's dark and it's quiet and I'm holding her and she's sleeping. And I just had this like overwhelming feeling of like, 
this is the first baby that I've ever held that no one's going to take away from me. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to give this baby to anybody. And like, on the one hand, I'm like, well, this is, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, every other baby I've ever held belonged to somebody else. And so I, you know, I had to give them back, but it was also terrifying because like exactly what you said, like this one's my responsibility, not just for like making sure that her diaper is changed and she's fed, but like everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything's on me. Like, yeah, it's, I, I, I really resonate with, with that, with what you said. Taylor. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I agree with what both of you said. I, I think, um, I think just the way society, um, the way I was enculturated as a man person, I think I probably spent less time imagining (laughs) what sort of father I was going to be. Um, then uh, you guys spent wondering what what sort of mother you're going to be. Um, but I was still the oldest in my family and still did a lot of uh, babysitting for the family and things like that. And and, and, and you have a lot of siblings. I like, do have like, a lot of younger siblings. Like way too many siblings do I have. And um, no, I mean, I everything that you all said resonated with me. And one thing that I'm I'm thinking about is what exactly makes it so much more challenging when it's your own kid or so much different or so like why why is it that when we have our own kids as as Fallon said we might as well have not known anything about kids um is it is it just that that kid belongs to us there's no one else to set up those routines you know what else is it that makes having your own kid so much different from taking care of someone else's kid functioning on the lack of sleep <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that's a huge part of it. I, 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 I no, sorry, go, go, I was go. Say, I was like, if parenting was some sort of pyramid foundation, right? And, and you're trying to meet, meet these basic needs of the baby. So like they're getting enough sleep and they're getting food and some other little components. I would feel like at the bottom of that base needs to be parent sleep, right? Cause we're mm. the ones that are providing these things for the kids. And, and there's, in general, one of those pyramids for people, you know, like people need to feel like they're safe and they have their shelter before they can make, you know, to those other steps. Right, in the pyramid. right. But as new parents or just as parents in general versus nannying, you know, nannying, you get to go home and, and you get arrested, you know, eight hours of sleep yeah. and you recharge and then you get to come back and you're all nice and fresh. As parents, you know, from the beginning, you're it's almost like you're in a deficit, right? Because you are getting almost no sleep or very little sleep, especially in comparison to what you used to get. And then you're still trying to meet your own needs and then a child's needs and with very little help in between. I mean, sure, like parents come over or friends come over, but it's still like you don't get a reprieve to recharge those batteries. Yeah, that's totally true. And I I, I think a couple of things. I think first that like for so many years of human history – we didn't parent as just two people or just one person. Right, it was like exactly. this it was like this community of people and that make that model makes so much more sense. Yes. I had a friend and, that brought that up 
that exact same thing. She's like, you know, if we lived in a village, like you'd have all these different aunts and neighbors that would come over and support one another. And, right. and especially right now with COVID, you know, we're almost the complete opposite where it's like we're completely isolated. And for whatever reason, sometimes as mothers, we feel like we have to do everything ourselves, right? Like even if, you know, mom occasionally comes over, like we don't want to ask for help. Um, and then now living in this pandemic, like we don't have people come over as often. And right. so none of that helps. Yeah, no, totally. And I, I, I think that you're, I, I think you really hit something with this, this idea of the hierarchy of needs. I, as soon as you have a kid, your hierarchy of needs is like thrown in the trash. <laughs> yeah. At least. Like, and then the trash like, can is set on fire. Yeah, and, like, it's gone until the kid graduates high school yeah. or something. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know when it comes back. Right. Um, and, like, that's a huge part of it, right, is that, like, all of a sudden it's about these kids' needs and you can't take care of your own needs. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, I mean, like, like, like sli- and sleep is the quintessential example, right, that, like, you can't get all of the sleep you need for those first couple of months to a year to – 18 years of the kid's life. And in regards to needs real quick, I was just going to say, you know, going back to like the, our, our title for today's segment, you know, what didn't they tell us about parenting? I feel like the one thing that I was told, and this was by my mom was you, you put them first. And so I was like, okay, like, sure. No problem. So all throughout Mm. college, I was like, me, 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 you know, I'll, make all the bad financial decisions now and then you know when i'm a parent like okay sure like it's it's the kid's turn but that doesn't really give you anything else other than you have to put them for like okay that's great but that doesn't cover any of the other things that you have to try and accomplish while you're trying to raise this kid My name is Taylor Kirby, and this is my show, Talk About It, a production of Underground Media. My producer is Sarah Frechette, and our music is always by the fabulous Sam Luce. Thank you for talking about it. <laughs>